This is the Aspen Public Radio Newscast. I'm your host, Eleanor Bennett, here with your top stories this first Friday in March. The effort to recall Garfield RE2 school board member Tony May has sufficient signatures, according to the Garfield County Clerk. Caroline Yanez has more. The coalition behind the recall effort needed 2,038 signatures, and the clerk says the petition had more than 2,400 valid signatures. The group accused May of bullying district families and staff, and using his position to push a political agenda. Last fall, May advocated for the conservative American birthright standard for social studies, which failed after strong community opposition. Members of the community have 15 days to protest the integrity of the petition, after which May will have five days to resign or the county clerk will call an election for the seat. Because recall petitions cannot take place within 60 days of the presidential primary election this Tuesday, the election would not take place until May at the earliest. In a statement, the coalition thanked everyone who helped collect signatures and said it would continue to see the process through. Caroline Yanez, Aspen Public Radio News. Tony May has not responded to any of Aspen Public Radio's requests for comment. He holds his seat for the time being. Social justice nonprofit Manaus is shutting down at the end of the year. Hallie Zander reports that board members and staff say the nonprofit has accomplished what it set out to do. Since 2005, Manaus has designed community-led programs to address housing, immigration, education, and diversity issues, and invested in programs that serve vulnerable communities. And as part of their model, Manaus has helped develop several other nonprofits that now operate independently, including Valley Settlement, the Mountain Voices Project, and the Third Street Center. Executive Director Sidney Shallot says while Manaus is closing its doors, it's not for a lack of funding or staffing. I have a personal belief that you should only be in a position of power for so long as a funder, as a financer, as a thought partner. And I think we've done a lot to prepare other community members and other organizations to lead in that space. Shallot says many of the nonprofit's current projects will continue under the leadership of other organizations, including an effort to preserve affordable housing at Three Mile Mobile Home Park by creating a resident-owned community. For Aspen Public Radio News, I'm Hallie Zander. The nonprofit is scheduled to host a two-day event in September at Takah to bid farewell and will announce details in the coming months. A bill that would allow students to wear cultural regalia at public school graduations has passed a reading in the State Education Committee. The bill prohibits schools from restricting what a student may wear under the student's required graduation attire. Representative Elizabeth Velasco of Glenwood is sponsoring the bill alongside House District 4's Tim Hernandez. This comes after a student in parachute was told last spring that she couldn't wear a sash with the Mexican and American flags on it to her graduation. The state legislature already passed a bill last year allowing Native American cultural regalia at public school graduations, and this bill would expand those rights even further. Wednesday night's power outage in Aspen was caused by a malfunction at the connection between a primary underground cable and a transformer. That's according to city staff. The power outage started around 8.40 p.m. Wednesday night and affected a few areas in town. The city says power was restored less than an hour later. 
Some of the world's fastest alpine skiers are competing at Aspen Mountain this weekend for the World Cup races. Today's giant slalom race begins at 10 a.m. and the second run is at 1. Aspen Public Radio will be broadcasting the first round of race calls at 10 a.m. You can also watch in person for free by the finish line near the base of Lift 1A. There are also some spots on the mountain if you have a pass. There will be a GS race tomorrow and a slalom on Sunday. There's also free live music in Wagner Park the next three nights. Shaky Grave headlines tonight at 7.30, followed by The Revivalist tomorrow and Jugru on Sunday. And over at Sunlight Mountain in Glenwood, the resort is hosting the annual Defiance Challenge today. Teams of two see how many black diamond and double black diamond runs they can complete in the span of 10 hours. The record of 49 runs and more than 66,000 vertical feet was set in 2020 by Aiden Corcoran and Nate Grosscup. The challenge was scheduled to kick off this morning with a mad dash outside the main lodge. In local arts and culture news, the anonymous British graffiti artist Banksy is known for subversive designs and guerrilla-style painting on buildings and sidewalks. Some of his work has been cut from those buildings to be preserved. And as Kaya Williams reports, you can see it in a new gallery exhibition in Aspen. Imagine you own a building, maybe a little run down, and you're ready to demolish it for something new. But one wall is covered in Banksy graffiti painted without permission, and now worth millions of dollars. What do you do? Simon Bull is the owner of the Muse Gallery and an artist himself. You know, you want to respect the original work, but also, like, you just kind of hit the jackpot. Well, you might call Bull's son, Chris, who runs a business that preserves these works and other art. The gallery has a couple of actual Banksy walls on site, plus an even bigger one in storage, as well as other versions of Banksy works, like a canvas of the famous Girl with Balloon. This show also features educational panels that explain the preservation process. Some people think Banksy's work should be as ephemeral as the surface it's painted on, but then we wouldn't have this show. It was something that people would want to destroy and get rid of and clean, and now it's something that people lust after, want to acquire, want to invest in, this Banksy exhibition is up at the Muse Gallery through the end of March. From the Edless Neeson Arts and Culture Desk, I'm Kaya Williams. In other arts news, a local orchestra will combine classical music with visual art at a couple of shows this weekend. Symphony in the Valley will perform Harmony in Color and Sound at the Youth Theater in Rifle tonight and at the New Hope Church in Newcastle tomorrow. The program incorporates neurographic drawings, a form of meditative art that encourages people to follow their intuition as they draw freely on the page. Tomorrow is the last chance to catch an exhibition by Carbondale painter Paul Maness at the Art Base in Basalt. The show is called Everyone is an Artist. It explores the idea that there are many ways to create art. And Aspen Film is now offering Spanish-dubbed versions of popular new releases every Sunday at the Isis Theater. The series begins this Sunday at 4 p.m. with a screening of Dune Part 2. That's Duna Parte Dos in Spanish. The program is part of Aspen Film's effort to promote inclusivity and accessibility in the community. In statewide news, high school students rallied at the state capitol in Denver yesterday for more protections against gun violence. 
KUNC's Lucas Brady-Woods reports they're pushing lawmakers to follow through on a number of bills this session. About 100 students and parents gathered on the State House steps before heading inside to meet with lawmakers. They're especially focused on a bill that would prohibit guns in so-called sensitive spaces. In the bill, those include schools, hospitals, churches, recreation centers, and several other locations. Currently, the only gun-free zones are polling places. Kimaya Keeney is a junior at Cherry Creek High School. We can protect a polling location, but we also need to protect my school, like the fields I play soccer at, like the Broncos Stadium. I don't need to show up everywhere I go and wonder if someone's going to hurt me. The bill would also prohibit guns at the State House. Other gun-related bills this session would impose a tax on firearms, increase requirements for concealed carry permits, and track gun sales. I'm Lucas Brady-Woods at the State Capitol. The Aspen Public Radio Newscast is produced by our news team, which includes Hallie Zander, Caroline Yanez, Kaya Williams, and me, your host, Eleanor Bennett. You can listen to the show every weekday morning on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and see you next time.